Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Thank you so much to Olive and June for sponsoring today's episode. We love Olive and June for so many reasons. They are true geniuses when it comes to an at-home manicure. When you get one of their kits, you have everything you need for a salon-quality manicure or pedicure in one single box. You customize it with your choice of six polishes. The polish does not chip, lasts seven days or more. This breaks down to just $2 a manicure. Their cuticle serum, everyone knows, is the best cuticle serum. It has won all sorts of awards. You got to check this stuff out. Visit oliveandjune.com slash a thing or two for 20% off your first Manny system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E.com slash A-T-H-I-N-G-O-R-T-W-O for 20% off your first Manny system. Welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazer. I'm Erica Cerullo. To share your thoughts on this episode or anything really, leave us a voicemail at 833-632-5463 or DM us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. And join our Geneva. It's like a Slack channel, but not work-related. It's just a thing or two related. <laughs> it's just a thing or two related. Um, also a thing or two related, a new acronym um, <laughs> that I think is just going to prove so useful. How will this so not too. prove so useful? I'm with you. C-O-T-C. Mm-hmm. Corn on what? the cob. Corn, corn on the cob. Corn on the Somebody cob. Somebody shared, shared this with us in our Instagram DMs, screenshotted text message about C-O-T-C. It's so good. It's so good. It immediately calls to mind E-V-O-O. Yeah. Thanks to Rachel I, I think that's right. That. Yeah. 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 Like uh-huh. taking something where you never really fully needed to say the full thing. You never mm-hmm. really had to say, I mean, I know there are different kinds of olive oil, but we're, when we're cooking in our homes, we're mostly just using extra virgin olive oil. We don't need to like yeah. say the whole thing. And like, we can just say corn. Um, yeah. But <laughs> what a delight to be able to say corn on the cob, extra virgin olive oil. corn on the cob. And that takes about as much effort as COTC. I mean, this was always the thing with extra virgin olive oil, too. Um, People got real (laughs) pissed about, like, what time are we saving? In relation to this, an article that, like, basically from 2014, the FBI had put out this list of Twitter acronyms that people should, that, like, they should keep an eye on, um, Mm. like, you know, Mm -hmm. as, like, our overlords, right? And Joe Costa. This sounds like a plot line from the sequel to Dick. (laughs) Dick should get a sequel. Dick should absolutely get a sequel. Um, Joe Coscarelli did a New York Magazine post on it back when it came out and just like basically listed like the most insane ones that they included Mm -hmm. on this list. One of them was 
I-C-B-I-N-B. I can't believe it's not butter. (laughs) What world is anyone anywhere, especially on Twitter, saying, I can't believe it's not butter? And that that's like something we definitely need to be tracking. Let's stay right on top of that. It sounds like the FBI knew it was code for something. Like whoever thought Pepe the Frog was going to be the thing that it is. You got to just keep an eye on things. You got to keep an eye on things. You got TCBY, yeah. you know, got to mm-hmm. keep an eye on oh things. Oh my gosh, TCBY. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, COTC. Use it, love it, enjoy that's it. That's all. <laughs> Use it, love it, eat it. I want to talk about something equally innocuous. Please. Vori. Which, is that how you say it? Vori? How do you, Buari? Well, Claire, I don't pronounce anything right. So, Viori. Well, like, what do you I, say? What I, do you say? I don't say it, but then when I say it in my head, I say Viori. But I, I think that's probably right. Viori. Viori. I, I mean, Vori doesn't make much more sense. It's spelled V U O R I. Vori. Vori. Why? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. So I, I first came, became aware of it because my friends who didn't live in New York City were all obsessed with their joggers. It was like such a thing that their joggers were the softest. And it was like everybody was getting these. The softest. I feel like it should be. Yes. <laughs> should be their tagline. Viori or however we say it. The softest. Exactly. And I had had I had stocked up on those outdoor voices joggers from a while back. So I never had any need to like get on this train. So I felt like I had soft joggers. And then their PR reached out and sent us some stuff. And it's nice. It's nice. It's really nice. I like that there's like this pose fitted polo that I really like. That's like a ribbed polo. And then this daydream crew, which is like just it's not cropped, but it's like not as long as so many of these um, long Mm. sleeve pullovers Mm -hmm. are. You know what I mean? Where you want like a layering piece, but you don't need it to be like riding around your hips. Yes, 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 yes. I do know exactly what you're talking about. I well, the, the thing, the reason why I wanted to talk about it is because then it came, it's come up again because Chris, we're in LA right now and there's this local running store here that we love and frequent called Front Runners. And Chris at some point, I think just decided he needed like an LA workout wardrobe. And I didn't realize at the time, but I've come to realize like most of it is worry. And every time I'll be like, oh, those are cute shorts. And he's like, thanks, they're worry. And I'm like, oh, we're like a worry family now, I guess. Um, it happened. Like, you didn't know, I, but it happened. I feel very neutral on it. Like, I think that's actually probably a good thing. I think that's part of how they're expanding and getting big. And they are, they have, they open up a massive store in some very expensive real estate in Soho in New York. Oh, well, they and raised, I'm just like, they raised 400 million from SoftBank in 2021. So they like definitely <laughs> need to be everywhere by now. You know, like we need to be yeah. seeing them. At, they need to have stores. We need to be seeing them on people in our homes for this. Yes. <laughs> well, it's happening. I just, I can, I'm not even like, we're, we're family. I'm just like, I feel totally neutral on it. Like the way I do about Ziploc probably. I'm just like, sure. <laughs> we use it. It's everywhere. I like, <laughs> I do. They have a, <laughs> they have a bra that I love. It's called the, all the feels bra. It's my like low impact day sports bra when I'm not running basically. And I, I feel somewhere between neutral and good on it. You know, stay tuned. We'll see. No, I do think you were saying the other day that you feel like it, to me that like basically aloe aloe mm, gets yes. all of the like attention and energy as like the, mm-hmm. the activewear brand that's killing it right now. But sort of that like they're the sleeper hit. That's what I think. I think to me, I'm like, sure, aloe is everywhere, but Vori is really everywhere. And I, nobody's talking about it. But they're, they, I think they're probably doing well as my guess, just based on their omnipresence. Although, again, it Claire, again, they're said. definitely they just, doing well. Yeah. Doing well in like some metric of doing well. Chantel Fernandez did a good yes. story about them for Courier last year. And it turns out this is the second iteration of this business. The first time the guy started, mm-hmm. it was like 
more than a decade ago. And it was an organic cotton t-shirt business that was all about like philanthropic collaborations and partnering with celebrities to sell these products that, you know, benefited various Mm -hmm. charities. It felt like sort of like the celebrity fashion like moment meets the toms of it all, basically. Mm. It was a good story. I was really glad she did it. And I was glad it was her who did it. She's good at these things. Yes. And it also was just one of those stories of this business almost went under 7,000 times before it got its feet or its legs. That's right. What's the saying? You get your legs? Yeah. Your sea legs? Sea legs. Ariel's Little Mermaid <laughs> legs. <laughs> yeah. The other reason I wanted to talk about this is because I thought maybe we could invite some people to also talk about what athleisure brands are just, I don't want to say athleisure. It's not athleisure. It's like activewear brands, what they're workout excited clothes. about because I'm feeling, yeah, workout clothes. I'm just feeling a little uninspired. I'm at a point in my workout clothes journey where I need like a pretty big refresh. Most of my stuff's really old. And I just feel like there's not much out there for me right now that I'm feeling really excited about. I just feel like I'm, I'm, I'm on the hunt for something that feels like me. I agree with this. I also feel like I'm at that point where I have leggings where I'm like, someone needs to tell me if they're see-through. That's like how long they've been around. Speaking of leggings, I have this pair from Splits 59 Mm -hmm. that I really like. And Mm -hmm. they have this whole like Raquel flared legging line. Yeah. And so the ones I have are just like the slightly cropped ones, but they're ones with like a little zip Mm -hmm. up the side. I don't know. They're very good in a very like Y2K going out pant way, perhaps. Yeah, but also like a high sport pant. Totally, for totally, out. totally. Fully. They're th- yeah. they're so cute on you. You were Thanks. wearing them when we were together a couple weeks ago, and it made me want a pair. Um, although they don't really answer the running question, which is like the big question for me. They don't answer the running question, but right. I do still want a pair because they're really cute and they just looked great. The other brand that I'm excited about that I have less product from is Wilson. Um, yes. you know, you heard of Wilson? <laughs> Classic. Um, been around for 110 years. They're based in Chicago, which I did not know. They're not owned by a much larger company, but they just like, they make actual gear, which I think is mm, interesting. Like mm-hmm. they're a sporting goods company, right? Yes. They make like baseball gloves and like mm-hmm. volleyballs and footballs and basketballs and tennis rackets. So there's like something that's kind of appealing about buying things from a company that has like legit made athletic yes. product for over that's 100 like years. A- <laughs> it's like when the real... R&D has been put into something you can tell. Yes. Um, I need you to look at two products that I think mm-hmm. will like potentially be up your alley. One is this pleated okay. pant, which is like more is like straight up athleisure. It's like not you're not going to run uh-huh. in this or work out in this. Yeah. OK, this is cute, but it's cute. It's like a high rise wide leg nylon pant. Mm-hmm. And then the other are these pleated court shorts. Mm hmm which, you know, probably technically for tennis or marketed mm, yeah, to tennis, yeah. but you have to see the back of them because um, they have this like pleats, oh, pleats. Oh, they have like a funny little skirt. Yeah. Yeah. They have cute. this like these like pleats, yeah. pleats, pleats in the back. Yeah, which that is, is cute. Quite cute. Anyway, I also the like Wilson stores are good and there are mm. a bunch more of them now. So I feel like those are worth popping into because they also like play up the fact that they do actual sport. Yes. In the store. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many newcomers in the space. And despite my wealth of options, I still feel a little bit, I don't want to say underserved. I still feel a little lost at sea. Yeah. There's Tracksmith, obviously, which I'm just delighted by their very presence. I think they're... They're sort of like a new classic, right? They are. I mean, and certainly that's their aim. And they're they are specifically for runners and they're specifically for amateur runners. Like their whole thing is like serious amateurs, basically. I think they have yeah. a tagline that includes the word amateur. And I apologize to them that I'm I'm not bringing it to mind. Well, right you now. know what? They didn't pay for this episode, so it's fine. <laughs> that's right. 
<laughs> but they, it's a great brand, great stuff. They are specifically for runners, which I like. It's very cute and people are fanatical about it. And there's certain stuff of theirs that I've really enjoyed. I've had trouble with the fit of some of the stuff lately for whatever reason. And that's just, you know, not every brand's not for everybody. Every brand's not for everybody. It, it, that's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's right. But, you know, I do, I do buy stuff from there. And my mother's like full, like, Brand fit it up. The yeah. yeah, fit yeah, it yeah. up in Tracksmith. Um, visited the store in Williamsburg. Shop. Yeah. Why weren't we why weren't we filming that for content? You know, like if we were smart, <laughs> you know we would why? give Barbara Mazer a video <laughs> series for shopping. If Tracksmith were smart, that's right. She <laughs> did have a great store experience. She said that the woman was very helpful. She walked out of there with the <sighs> shoes and that Tracksmith has shoes now. It's a big thing for them. It, it's exciting to see this type of a brand in the space for runners also just that like running is getting more sort of attention as an amateur sport these days. Yes. Bandit, you mentioned, which yeah, is... Yeah, so I just wanted to know your take on Bandit because it is another running brand and I think it would be offended that it wasn't the one associated with Williamsburg, basically. Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, great point though, I think. Aren't they? Yeah, maybe. No? I, okay. I, there are, it's here, potato, potato, Claire. <laughs> Bandit was founded by, I think, a set of brothers who are part of the New York City running community, which is like, Another thing I love and cherish, and I'm so glad it exists and have like jumped in and out of in very mild ways myself pre having a baby, really. But I don't, it's just aesthetically not for me. It just like, yeah. it doesn't, I look at it and I'm like, I don't, it, it doesn't feel like my vibe. Similarly, but I think maybe more for me is District Vision, which is mm. hyper cool. This is like one of the first, I feel like District it's Vision. It's like online and- ceramics active. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like District Vision and Satisfy, which is the sort of just like the French version of District Vision, came on the scene at the same time as sort of like the punk but serious runners vibe. Because here's my theory. You actually do have a generation of elder millennial, I'm just going to say it, men and some women who are somewhere between like converted wellness people or just straight up like recovering alcoholics who have fueled their previous like party habits into working out or running. And so you do have this like subset of the running community that's kind of like a little like hardcore or punk or just like previous partiers. Like an addictive personality is an addictive personality. Exactly. Yeah. And so you see that aesthetic showing up in running brands now, like specifically Satisfy, which has like moth eaten t-shirts and district vision, which has just sort of an edge to it. And district vision's whole thing was that they started as running sunglasses, which I think is a little bit of an untapped market. And I will say Tracksmith has a collaboration with article one, this Michigan based. We love article one. Yeah, we love them. They, I love their running sunglasses, the Charles running sunglasses. They are one of my most like prized running possessions. The running sunglasses is like interesting in general. I was talking to a friend over the weekend who had been like a very casual runner for years and years, three or four miles, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever, maybe like up to six. And then he got a pair of running sunglasses. Claire, now he does like 18 miles. Um, (laughs) Stop because of the glasses. Yes. And slowing down a bit, like being like, you know what, it actually doesn't matter how fast I am. Like, I mean, that point of was like a huge point in my revelation, a revelation for sure. But the sunglasses, because he's like, I just did like sun blazing down on you. It meant that I only like ran early in the morning or like late at night. And now my window for running has just changed. And having Mm -hmm. something that doesn't bounce around on your fucking face makes a huge difference. Makes a huge difference. I never used to wear sunglasses running. And I think it's also an old age thing that my eyes have gotten more sensitive to the light and I can't leave the house without the running sunglasses now. They're very important to me. I love this. But I like this story about that being the, 
the distance. Like truly that you went from six six miles to 18 because of these sunglasses. You should get, get, <laughs> get this man on a billboard. Thank you so much to Nutrafol for sponsoring today's episode. We are such fans of Nutrafol. We have been for years and years. And I think we're starting to see like the Nutrafol effect playing out in celebrity hair trends. Mm. So there, there's like, I've been, seen multiple articles talking about how just sort of like long hair is really back for women who, for whom longer hair always felt like, you know, you had to go short after a certain age or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not the case anymore. People are doing long. But part of the reason people would get a short cut before was that their hair was like thinning and they did, it wasn't as thick and there wasn't as much coverage and all of that. But I think maybe Nutrafol is helping us all work through this. Nutrafol shaping hairstyle trends. I love to hear it. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve visible thickness and strength. Erica and I are testaments to this. From postpartum to menopause and no matter your life stage, Nutrafol has four unique formulas to support women. Each is physician formulated using drug-free science-backed ingredients. You get the most reliable results. Go to Nutrafol.com to take their health wellness quiz. Identify causes of your thinning hair. Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair growth through their whole body health approach. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol's women's hair growth supplement for six months. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code ATHINER2. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code ATHINER2. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code ATHINER2. Thank you to the Georgia Tech Scheller College of Business for sponsoring today's episode. No matter what, September always is going to like feel like back to school season for oh us. Gosh, yes. It's truly the new year. It's truly the new year. It's and the I feel actual like, new year. Yeah. And like, since we don't have school anymore, like, well, why not? Like we can, <laughs> we, <laughs> we can, yes. it is possible for us to have school. And maybe this is the moment where you're like, oh, actually I was considering that. And maybe, you know, maybe fall's the right time for me. Maybe I do want a full back to school vibe and a five-star notebook. We have been so excited to learn about Georgia Tech Scheller's MBA program from um, partnering with them. They really are in the business of investing in women. They want their students to feel empowered in their careers, and they are committed to helping them achieve their dreams, no matter their background, work experience, or future goals. So meet Georgia Tech Scheller's full-time evening and executive MBA programs consistently ranked top 20 in the nation. In fact, the evening MBA program is the number one part-time MBA program in Georgia. Scheller's full-time MBA program is ranked number one among top business schools when comparing total tuition costs with average starting salary. Tuition is over 50% lower than other comparably ranked programs. Programs. They're all about career transformation, and Scheller's MBA career services are ranked top five in the world six years running. Their advisors can assist you through one-on-one coaching, interview prep, resumes, and career development workshops, career fairs, and more. Women are leaders in the Scheller community and have many opportunities to build their leadership skills through student-led clubs, committees, events, and leadership development programs. Visit gtmbawomen.com to learn more about Georgia Tech Scheller's MBA programs. That's gtmbawomen.com to learn more about Georgia Tech Scheller's MBA programs. Hey friend, I'm Nicole Walters, mom of three, your internet bestie and founder of Inherit Learning Company. 
If you're looking for the motivation you need to pursue a life of purpose, then join me each week on the Nicole Walters podcast as I share my hard-learned lessons and answer your DMs about life, business, and everything in between. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and we'll grant ourselves grace as we do life together. Check out the Nicole Walters podcast every Tuesday here on Dear Media. You can listen anywhere you listen to podcasts. Cam has been learning to swim and he dug out of like, God knows where the depths of a closet, a snorkel set, like, you know, the goggles, of course, the snorkeling of course. mouthpiece. Of course. And I was like, sure, fine. You can try to use it. He's swimming the entire length of the pool now. The snorkel were his running sunglasses. Like this man, it just completely changed everything for him. Wow. And I was like, and it makes, it makes a slightly more sense. Because he doesn't have to breathe. He doesn't have to like turn his head yeah, to breathe. He was, yeah, he would feel nervous about, you know, not being able to breathe because he doesn't know how to pull his head above water. But it was like all of a sudden the man knew like a perfect breaststroke and kick. And I was like, oh, okay. This is the thing. Those Tremendous. are his running sunglasses. Yeah. Tremendous. Okay. Here's my hypothesis where I'm going to land. Please. When it comes to running brands on. Like yeah. on cloud. Yeah. Which I think is, I think they've changed their name to On Running now, like officially. Their URL is On Running. Cloud mm-hmm. is the kind of shoe. And I think and they're slowly transitioning the to just straight on. Because, yeah. yeah. Because they also are trying to make some strides in tennis and other sports. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and like Roger Federer is very involved in this brand, which explains yes. some of that stuff. Which, you know, I know that you and I have been part of some very spirited debates about Roger Federer <laughs> at dinner tables. I'm we really have. coming around on him. Claire, I got to say same. I felt like he was so boring before, but I think now mm-hmm. he may be still true, still perhaps mm-hmm. true, but mm-hmm. really nice. And watching him in his post-tennis career mm-hmm. doing things like go on vacation and realizing <laughs> what that's like and like get on a boat or like whatever yes. it is. It's like it's very charming for him to have life experiences d- that did not involve hitting a ball. Sarah Foster of the Foster Sisters is married to another professional tennis player and did one of those birthday posts on Instagram for him. And there was a picture of the two of them dressed up for a disco party. And I was charmed. I was charmed at Roger's disco look. Yeah, no, I I think I think I was wrong about you're you're wrong about I'm wrong <laughs> yeah. about Roger Federer. Um, Me too. Also, the yeah. Barilla commercials. Like, come on. I, yeah. Listen, the Barilla commercials. <laughs> anyway, so credit to him. He got in sort of early on this brand. I they have expanded recently into a lot more apparel. I used to think that they were just shoes and I haven't actually run in their shoes yet, but I think I'm going to buy a pair next and give a, give them a shot. But their apparel's pretty chic. They've got sports bras like whole thing. Yeah, it feels like closest to what I think I I'm looking for. I don't I again, I feel lost. I don't have an answer, but I'm going to try this. I have actually tried their leggings. They're good. Yeah. That is the one thing that I have tried from them. But yeah, I think this especially as they seem to be growing, maybe they could uh they could serve me in a bigger way. I think that's right. This question came up recently in an installment of Rachel Tashjian's uh, newsletter, Opulent Tips, and her three recs were District Vision, which you already mm-hmm. mentioned, Tory Sport, which is very good, which we love and which think, but I don't know if I need it for like working out. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not, more, I don't, it's, it's just it's athleisure. It's athleisure. It's when athleisure. When you go to, when you, when you go to the, the filters on the Tory Sport page and you can filter by like size or color or whatever, you can also filter by activity, but the only activities are tennis, golf, and then just broadly active. Well, the thing is, <laughs> I think the tennis stuff is meant to be worn for tennis, but it also just looks like it's meant to be worn as girls who want to wear tennis clothes walking yeah. around the city. I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. She also called out Sweaty Betty and said their leggings are of a quality I can only describe as astounding. And I agree. The one pair of Sweaty Betty leggings I have, they're just like, 
they're not quite neoprene, but they have that like certain kind of texture mm-hmm. that you're like, oh, this is substantive. This isn't going to like wear through or whatever in 12 washes. I agree. They they used to advertise with us. So anybody come back because we we liked you. Um, we liked you. We liked, <laughs> we liked those leggings you were advertising with us. Yeah, they really are good. Please call and write in. Tell us what workout gear you guys are excited about. Also, what running shoes like I'm yeah, lost. like where you're see. buying this stuff, yes. you know, like where you're buying and discovering this stuff. Something we have talked about between us very briefly is that there feel it feels like right now we're going to have this like tiny like mini boom of sports specific stores mm-hmm. and the way that we're getting like these running brands or whatever. Yeah. I feel like there've always been like running stores, but I feel like the cool running store, it's going to be a thing. Lauren Sherman returned from Paris Fashion Week and told us that there's one in Paris called Distance and it does indeed look incredibly cool. I really, really want the cool golf and tennis store to happen. And it mm. feels like aesthetically we are primed for that. Yes. Like, so there's this store in Palm Desert called Pete Carlson's Golf and Tennis. And whenever I go to Palm Springs um, over the last like five years, Thomas and I make a pilgrimage and mm-hmm. it is not chic, but they have everything. Yeah. Um, and it's like if you walk into like a Dick's Sporting Goods or whatever, mm-hmm. or even a Paragon in New York, yeah. the like selection of like tennis specific shoes is so mm-hmm. shitty. Yeah. But if you go to Pete Carlson's, it is like every tennis shoe being produced by any major or minor brand. Um, That's wonderful. It's delightful. Yeah. Can we shift to talking about a pretty iconic thingies that was submitted recently? I would love to. Somebody just wrote morning baths. <laughs> Which? How do we address? Several do we questions. Address? So many questions. But then someone blessedly responded, <laughs> Stephanie, thank you. And she said, I never thought of morning baths as a thingy because I've been doing it my whole life. Yes, a morning bath brings me to life and I have a hot cup of coffee before the bath and a cold drink during the bath. (laughs) I love that thingies include hyper-specific creature comforts. I don't know if Stephanie's answering the questions the the way that the other person would have answered them, but I like that she's answering questions we didn't yet ask. That, that we didn't even know to ask. Didn't even know. I did. It didn't even th- occur to me to ask about beverages and their temperature. But now I know. What was the other funny DM in response to this that you fielded? Just somebody was just like, maybe like this person clearly does not have children. That's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> That's what it was. That's what it was. I can't even imagine I, honestly, a children life having a <laughs> I I want the full morning routine of anyone who's doing a morning bath. Like call in if it takes three voicemails to get the full routine in. We want it. Like I want what time you're waking up. What are you reading in the bath? Are you listening to things? What like what are we doing? I want it all. Are we doing this every day or is it just like a special occasion thing? Right. Like, it could be like us. a Sunday morning thing. Yeah. To- yeah. Wow. Right. No, I'm, I'm picturing a Tuesday. The thing it brought to mind for me was... <laughs> Uh, like a really cherished sweet memory at, of a kind because we had the, people would stay at of a kind for a long time so there was a sort of like a family vibe and we would know or think we knew people pretty well at a certain point <laughs> no and, think we knew <laughs> well lo and behold we found out after knowing one of our of a kind team members liz for a long time that she grew up without a shower and they just like always had to take baths and you can imagine the reaction of every it was just i think one of those like big old like sort of almost like farmhouse style houses it would just like certain things had been updated and others had not and she was like yeah it was just like a thing about my childhood and we just all have those quirky things about our childhoods um, that you don't even that, like think of as quirky things until exactly. you're and basically until you go to college and then exactly. you're like exactly oh <laughs> shit that's okay. what i loved about it it's yeah. just like we yeah. all have those things this is one I hadn't considered. And I just, I was incredibly. And morning baths was one of those things. <laughs> yeah. 
So right after hearing about morning baths, I learned the term big showers or which may, which, you know, the other term, AKA everything showers. So I came upon this term in an Anne Helen Peterson thread about simple pleasures. And it is such a useful concept. The idea is like the shower where you do all the stuff, whatever that means mm-hmm. to you. So it's like you shave, you deep condition, or you exfoliate, or you put on a fancy lotion or, 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 or like you sing in this shower. Like, I don't know, but this is your big shower, your everything shower. I loathe the everything shower. I, I have mixed feelings about it. Like I sort of dread it because it mm-hmm. feels like a lot of work and effort. But then when I do it, I'm like, oh, regrettably worth it. Oh, 1000 percent. Oh, I, and then I talk about it forever. It's so annoying. I'll be <laughs> like, guys, I wasn't going to wash my hair today, but I'm so glad I did. <laughs> I Part of it is it, it feels effortful and boring for me. And that's my main complaint about it. The other thing that I don't like about it is that there is so much calculus that goes into when the everything shower happens for me. And that is because I am. I think for everyone. I mean, I think for everyone, but you specifically because the hair. Yeah. I think anyone who, who doesn't wash their hair daily, the everything shower becomes like, when am I washing my hair? And my best hair day is usually like day two after washing it or day three sometimes. So depending on honestly the season, you know, is it summer? Is it winter? So you're doing this incredibly complicated, again, calculus around like, okay, I am going to be on camera for the podcast this day. I have a fancy dinner this night. No one's going to see me that day. And then trying to piece together when the everything shower happens. And uh, that's a challenge. Should we work with a developer for a week on when should I wash my hair dot com? And oh my God, wait, that's an incredible URL. We got to buy it before this episode airs. It's so good. I actually just purged a bunch of our URLs. That we bought <laughs> so we've got road, a new one. <laughs> I think I did get rid of can you even dot com rate my VC dot com. Um, so I think we can get when should I wash my hair.com? When should I wash my hair.com? The artwork for it is going to be that meme, that like math woman meme of the woman just staring confusedly off into the distance. And there's a very complicated algebra problem sort of written in script overlaid on yes. her face. That's yes. going to be that's it. That's the art. That's the art. Yes. It's perfect. It's perfect. You sent me a really good reel from the every girl mm-hmm. about the everything shower, the every girl, the everything shower, of course. Mm-hmm. And basically... This one, this woman was like a delightful Gen Z. Um, oh my god, yes, she was. Check with a like donut candle and like et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> who was like basically after I take the shower, mm-hmm. like I'm put getting into clean sheets, which does feel like the extra credit of this. I agree. And like, don't call me, don't text me, don't think about me after I've taken the shower. <laughs> don't think about me. When you first said, I want to talk about the big shower. I was like, oh, totally like big shower. Like now we have like expensive shower heads like Jolie and like yeah. big shower <laughs> is shower. coming for us. <laughs> I thought it was like, yes, like now it's all about big shower coming. Which I think is also true, which I do think is why everything shower is the right branding. I also mm-hmm. think the proximity linguistically to everything bagel is just mm. too good to pass up. Yes. You know, oh, it's perfect. Yeah. Like the sesame seed is shaving. I don't know. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> I am curious when you're like, I think it, the big that like everything shower is just like so boring. Mm-hmm. I think this is like a surprisingly controversial topic around yeah. is this alone time, good alone time or mm. bad alone time? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just talking to someone recently who framed showering as like the only alone time she gets and how she takes any interruption of this ritual by like from like a barking dog or the partner mm-hmm. brushing his teeth or whatever as like a fucking personal attack. It is like, get Uh out. Like there should not be any external noise. There should not Mm -hmm. be any concern. Do not disrupt my space. Like all of it. You know, I, I do get that. And there's a certain element of that for sure. And I, 
the shower that is in my life right now is actually one that I really like. So I do enjoy it. I think a lot of my bias against it is that washing my hair is so effortful because it's yeah. there's so much of it. And so uh-huh. it, my arms get tired. Like, <laughs> and so I'm bored, lonely, and I have a little bit of pain in my arms. Uh, but I get good. That. I already know what the pool quote for the episode is. My arms get tired. <laughs> Claire on washing her hair. Um, yeah, no, that's perfect. Great. I had Wonderful. a college roommate who grew up with three siblings just to set the stage. And she hated showers specifically because she would get so lonely in them. And she would always try to convince one of us roommates to sit with her in the bathroom while she showered because she yeah, was, and like, she was successful. So one of them sat in there all the time. It was so <laughs> weird to me. Like so weird to me. Uh, yeah. Mm hmm. Anyway, I'm just not the only one who gets lonely in a shower. And I don't make anybody sit there with me except my podcasts, you know? I don't think, oh, I don't think you're alone in this at all. Um, I don't think you're alone in your loneliness at all. I, But I would like to hear from listeners, is is showering good alone or bad alone? Yeah, no, it's a good question. It's a very good question. Thank you so much to Shopify for sponsoring today's episode. I feel like we are like approaching that very moment where if you are a business owner who is thinking about e-commerce or trying to improve their e-commerce or wanting to maybe sell a few little things for holidays and haven't done it before, now is the time to actually get that thing going and get that thing started and like turn on that Shopify account. Because I feel like people start thinking about this in October when it's like actually a little too late. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got a text from a friend who was at a trade show sending me some Christmas ornaments she'd seen. And I was like, oh, okay, right. This is happening. Here we are. This is how it happens. As retail people. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Whether you're a garage entrepreneur or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to start, run, and grow your business without the struggle. And let me just interject here and say it's so true. Like if it's a side hustle or if it's a serious business, people are using Shopify because it's that good and it scales. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. So whether you're selling satin sheets from Shopify's in-person POS system or offering organic olive oil on Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform, you are covered. And once you've reached your audience, Shopify has the internet's best converting checkout to help you turn them from browsers to buyers. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is truly a global force powering all birds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 170 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash a thing or two, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash a thing or two to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash a thing or two. Thank you so much to Weston for sponsoring today's episode. The older I get, the more I feel like I have to just routinize everything in my life. Mm. Like I can't, I like, I don't know. I used to feel like I could like take breaks from the routine and be oh, like, no. well, like, you know, th- I'm on vacation or I'm traveling for work Mm-mm. or like whatever. It's like totally fine. I'll just like not exercise for a few days or I'll like, you know, eat, eat like junk from the airport mm-hmm. as a meal, like a Rice Krispie treat and some gummies. What's wrong with that? How is that not dinner? And at this point, I'm like, no, I actually just like, if I don't stick to routines, if I don't work out or stretch, if I don't, you know, pack the right things in my suitcase, if I don't eat well when I'm traveling, I'm totally screwed. And Weston gets it. They like totally get this. They support all of these things that we need as new old people. Once you get to a certain age, it is just no longer the case that calories don't count when you're not in your home state. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like you got to just 
You got to keep up with it. And with over 200 destinations around the world, Westin Hotels make it possible for you to keep up with your wellness routine while traveling. With signature offerings that help you move, eat, and sleep well, Westin Hotels make travel an opportunity to enhance your well-being. And at Westin, you can work out how you want. They have so many fitness options to keep your wellness routine on track while you are away. They have their Westin Workout Fitness Studios equipped with state-of-the-art equipment. They have group runs led by Weston's Run Concierge, a running guide and buddy who makes it easier for you to explore the local areas, which is a personal pain point for me when traveling. Or you can borrow their workout equipment and bring it into your room and do your thing, you know, in private with Bala products and Hyperice products. And they make sure that you eat well with Weston's Eat Well menu, which is designed with foods that make sure you meet your nutritional needs. Their chefs have crafted dishes with your well-being in mind, so you can choose what's right for you based on desired portion size, nutritional balance, and ingredients. They make it easier for you to continue nourishing your health no matter the destination, and let's never ever forget about Weston's renowned heavenly bed, which is a whole thing. At Weston Hotels, there are amenities and offerings aimed to help you move well, eat well, and sleep well, so you can keep your well-being close while away. Find wellness on your next stay at Weston. I also have some follow-up on this sort of large bucket topic of night phone and oblivion time that has seems to have caught people's attention and also just based on the thingies. A lot of people are really trying to tackle this. I mean, not even just based on the thingies. This is a uh, a modern problem. A problem. This is a modern problem. Life. Claire, yeah. can I start by telling you yeah. that when Thomas listened to the episode about <laughs> yes. like putting phones in a separate bedroom and night phone, whatever, yeah. he I think he was he was like at the beach or has, was driving back from surfing or something, and he came back and he was like, "Is this a problem for people? Is this like <laughs> I've never heard of this?" And I was like, "What planet <laughs> are you living on? This is a problem for." everyone like everyone. truly everyone but this is a man who leaves his phone in the kitchen doesn't check it until he's like most of the way through breakfast and halfway through the newspaper like it's just it's not bless an him. issue for him bless him um so, so that's inspired. another way to like get through this is to just not even know it's an issue yeah i mean imagine 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 you know what i was thinking about i have just been more often just like deleting everything off my phone like tiktok twitter Instagram all at once for just chunks of time. And the thing I was thinking about this morning when I was like, what if I could actually do this in the long term is, and I know Thomas doesn't need to know or ever care about this, but what if I only found out about things that went viral and or that people were talking about from like New York Times style section? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the other running joke in my house these days is that, so we have like two internet providers. One mm -hmm. is corporate and one mm -hmm. is not. And so they have different names. Um, mm -hmm. And so we joke that like everything on my internet provider, which is the corporate one, is totally different from the one on his <laughs> internet provider. And so that like we are on just like completely different internet. So I give yes. like reports from mm, my internet that's and vice versa. And it's like, I'll be like, do you know about the Jonah Hill thing? And he'll be like, right. I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Um, and so we'll have to like explain yeah. from top to bottom. And then there'll be certain parts of the story where he'll be like, but wait, why? And I'm like, no, no. I don't do like a full deep dive into You've that. You've got to do that yourself. Slash ask Claire. Like Claire mm. will know. <laughs> <laughs> you can text Claire if you would like more If of a not me, who? Exactly. <laughs> if not you, who? 
Okay, so when I'm not, I actually don't think that going cold turkey and just like deleting stuff off your phone is the answer. I I think it's good for, you know, for little breaks here and there and I do it. But the thing and the thing that has been really helpful for me is the discovery of this app called OneSec. And a lot and the thing that I assumed that it was was basically a time limit. Yeah, which a lot of these apps do time limits and they're Oh, just and like the phone does it too. It'll be like yeah. you've been on this too long and I'm like dismiss for the rest of the day. Exactly, right? And that never worked for me. Yeah. The genius of OneSec is that you can apply it to any app you want or I probably even specific websites. And when you try to open the app, it asks you to take a deep breath and for what feels to me longer than one second. And it does this sort of thing that like the meditation apps do where it sort of like vibrates and visualizes a deep breath in and then one out. You're cracking up. Why? Because you think I feel like it takes so long. You're like, <laughs> it feels to me like longer than one second. <laughs> I do think it's longer than one. I think name one sec is meant more in terms of the phrase one like sec. take a like, second hey, just take yeah. a sec yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think it makes you take longer than one sec it makes you take a deep breath and then it says do you still want to open Instagram and you can click yes or no I will say it's a little bit of a process but like less than five minutes to set it up it has been a game changer for me specifically in those moments when I don't even realize I'm opening it, which I'm like embarrassed, but going to be honest, there are a lot of those, whether it's just because I impulsively check it when my phone is open, like part of the process of having my phone is opening it, or it's because I have 30 free seconds and like, God forbid, I not be stimulated by the computer in my hand in those moments. I hear what you're saying about being embarrassed about it, but you know who should be embarrassed? Instagram. Because they did it. Like, it's not actually you. It's true. Um, Like, they made it. They made it. So that was so. Yes. But it feels very shameful. And it's those, like, standing in the grocery line things. And it feels to me like it's being like, stop. Like, really? You're doing this now? Like, you can't possibly wait in the grocery line without checking Instagram? And I'm like, you know what? One sec. You're right. I'm not going to look at Instagram right now. It does feel like the app could also be called really two question marks. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I just it, it's so simple, but it feels like the thing that no one was getting. It's not once you're in the app that it needs to nag you. It's like before you get there. I will say it's obviously so annoying when a, I'm like actually using it for work. I mean, th- that's awful. And I finally figured out how to sort of turn it off temporarily. As you experienced watching me try to like post stuff for work, it was insane. Claire, you started using it right when we were in LA together. And as an observer, <laughs> it was just like pure comedy. Like imagine <laughs> watching someone do a yoga like. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> just so they can show you an Instagram story. <laughs> Well, because I'd be like, here, let me just show you. And then I'd be like, wait, no, got to take a deep breath. Got to take a breath. You can do this thing on the paid version of the app, which I think is very smart, where you can set up what's called app switching, where you can say, if I've only left the app for 30 seconds, 45 seconds, a minute, let me back in without doing this. Because you like, you know, I'm going to post an Instagram story. And I'm like, oh, wait, I got to go back out and get the link. And now I have to take a deep breath again. It's insane. I the. the I think the conversion to paid must be extremely high for this Mm -hmm. app. Like there's just Mm -hmm. like so much smart gamesmanship happening here. I love it. I really applaud it. We've heard anecdotally that a couple of people who read the newsletter have used it and liked it. I also, we have gotten more than one DM from Instagram followers in response to thingies and saying, I've taken Instagram off my phone. I only use it on the computer now all of which I endorse, except for the fact that I cannot respond to your thingies box because that feature does not work on desktop. But I do think that's a thing for a lot of people is that they're just taking it off their phone, which is another. Yeah, yeah. desktop user. Another desktop user. Do. Yeah. I want to also quickly address cocaine kale phone, which is something <laughs> that I think is is like an alt take on a night phone. 
Um, totally. Totally. Well, you refresh people on what a night phone is. Yeah. So a night phone is this woman wrote in Tess and it's so genius. She has her normal phone. And then at nighttime, she has an old phone that is not hooked up to a cell service. She just uses it for Wi-Fi. It doesn't have any social media, but it does have email so she can email herself notes and she can browse for stuff if she wants to. She has like a meditation app or like whatever. Yes, yes, yes. And she can use it as her alarm. And I will say that like having the email thing meant a lot to me because I do email myself stuff so often late at night or in the middle of the night, just things I want to remember. So this idea originally came from this guy, George Mack. And I just have to say, I was like, huh, this person must be interesting. This man curates ideas and essays and every single one is by a man and like 90% of them are by a white man. So I don't want to give this guy too much credit, but he did come up with this idea, which then I found out via Emily Sundberg, who founded Via Trung Fans Substack. So now provenance is clear. Credit has been given. Okay. So George Mack calls it the cocaine kale phone protocol and dubs it a third solution that lives between being fully addicted to your phone or fully a Luddite that has like no phone or a dumb phone, right? Yes. The kale phone he describes as full stack serotonin, only notes, Kindle, Uber, maps, and emergency number for two to three people to call. He says, I can check this 24-7, but it's so damn vanilla, I don't feel the need to. If I want to procrastinate on it, I must read a book or generate ideas in my notes. I get 90% of the upsides of having a phone with none of the addiction. I like this because I have to say maps is like an important thing that when you try to go phoneless, you're all of a sudden like, wait, yeah. what? Same with like just having a phone in general and the the camera, which I want all the time. And the, I do like the acknowledgement that even before phones, we all found ways to procrastinate. It's just that some of them were more productive ways to procrastinate. That's right. right. That's right. That's right. And then he has cocaine phone, full stack dopamine, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, WhatsApp. Anyone can contact him. He says, I don't check it until noon on weekdays and 2 p.m. on weekends. I still get the optionality that smartphones and social media produce, but I don't consume it 24-7 until my brain melts. He says, basically, the kale phone resets your baseline. Cocaine feels so intense after 60 minutes per day that you start to crave the kale phone. Which that to me kind of makes sense as a theory because I think we all know that experience of having eaten junk food for three days straight and all of a sudden you're craving And then you eat, well, it's right. People coming off of like whole 30 or whatever being like, oh, this actually is like what I want to eat now. And like the other stuff just feels like so much and like a treat. Yeah. Yes. Like a special occasion. But you have to spend the 30 days of whole 30 getting exposed to that stuff to correct, to like know how it feels. We just don't even know how it feels anymore. No, we do not. We absolutely do not. And, and Trung Fan in writing about it makes the point that you just made about Instagram. And when he talks about like smartphone addiction and slot addiction, because he says this and he's like, asks himself, am I actually addicted? And he's like, yeah, I pick it up so many times a day. I get so distracted. I lose 20 minutes, even if I'm picking it up just to check the time, whatever. He says, every smartphone owner is going up against the world's top engineers, designers, and behavioral psychologists who are paid ridiculous sums of money by big tech firms to get people addicted to their apps. And he goes on to compare it to Vegas and slot machines, which like we all know, it's like, it's impossible. There's a reason oxygen is pumped into those rooms. Right. Like there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I... Also read this other thing that I loved from Courtney Martin, who has a great substack called The Examined Life. And she was talking about habit building and just like trying to sit down and do creative projects. She said, the single most important practice that has allowed me to write five books is that I periodically disconnect from the Internet. I put a little pad of paper next to my keyboard and write down anything I would have Googled. At the end of the session, so little of it seems necessary after all. Honestly, Claire, I mean, I I hear what she's saying about it being for like book writing, Mm -hmm. but also I feel like I should be practicing that in my work life. Like I agree. Half if I designated a side of my notebook to writing down things I would like to Google and then giving myself a half an hour a day to Google those things, 
I, I guarantee that most of them would go away. And I guarantee that like I could come up with the thesaurus words myself that I turned to one look to figure out. I couldn't agree more. And I think the thing that's funny about it is because so much other of my phone behavior feels more sinister, like I'm just more judgmental. Like more egregious. About, yeah. 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 I never think about how much time I waste Googling stuff that I absolutely didn't need to know. Yeah. Um, and that was such a thing of like, right, none of this is stuff that I need immediately need to know. I've lived with the ability to do that for so long that I've stopped critiquing the fact that I do it. Yeah. You surfaced an incredible, an incredibly important and incredibly relevant piece um, that thank God you you found it. Thank God it was written. Okay. So it is state fair season, which is basically our Bama rush. Um, mm -hmm. And we like love the butter sculpture moment and yes. want to revisit that. So Liz Lenz for her newsletter, Men Yell at Me, wrote a piece called The Secret Feminist. What a great Fem name for a newsletter. I mean, perfect. <laughs> so this installment was called The Secret Feminist History of Butter Cows, Women's Work and Food Sculpture. Love. So basically, what are these like butter sculptures, right? They're like these like sculptures carved from like 90 pound blocks of butter. We've talked specifically about the Minnesota ones, which is like Princess Cave's Milky Way, the Dairy Princess, Ohio does Inventors. Iowa does athletes this year. This Illinois. was a big takeaway. I had no idea. I mean, of course, not everybody's doing Princess K of the Milky Way, but I just hadn't considered what other states were doing. And I love that there's these broad categories. Broad categories. Um, Illinois this year is doing a cow car from butter to go like just like super meta about it. Mm. Um, yeah. So <laughs> so basically there's like this delightful history lesson that Liz is bringing us by the 17th century, the practice of carving butter into patterns and shapes was common on the tables of the wealthy and middle class in England, where dairy farming was widespread and the climate was more favorable, at least then, to keeping the butter cold. So until the Industrial Revolution, dairy farming was largely women's work. And she says in her splendidly titled article, she brought forth butter in a lordly dish, <laughs> the origins of Minnesota Stop. butter sculpture. Historian Carol Ann Marling writes that the creation of dairy products was so much in the realm of women that butter money was often the only money a woman could truly call her own. Butter and money. yet we Incredible. refer to cash as like dough or bread. We Which also is like butter. female. But yes, we should be calling it butter. We should be calling it butter. Yeah. Get that butter. When the Industrial Revolution expanded the manufacturing capacities of farms, it caused a boom in American agriculture. As the scale of the industry grew, so did the profits. Guess what happened? You'll never guess. As the profits grew, women were pushed out of the dairy business by men. Just as butter carvings captured the American imagination at state fairs, women were being edged out of the dairy business almost completely. But they still retained a monopoly on the production of food at home and with it the skill of creating art from butter. Butter sculptures are a quiet way of finding joy in the drudgery, the humor and beauty in the often backbreaking work. Butter sculpting is joy. Butter sculpting is women's work. I am just so touched by the whole thing. So moved. It's like, I can't remember who made the argument that running is a women's sport. Oh, yes, I do. I think it doesn't matter. Butter sculpting is, is, is a, women's a women's sport. Yeah, it's a women's <laughs> sport. Yeah. Love it. I just love it. I love this episode, Claire. Me too. It was a delight. Okay, that's the show. This has been a production of Dear Media, and we are so grateful to the talented team over there for helping us make this podcast happen, especially to our wonderful producer, Ali Slice. You can follow us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. And if you have ideas for our show or want to advertise, email podcast at a thing or two HQ.com. Find show notes and sign up for our newsletter at a thing or two HQ.com too. 
If you love the show, consider supporting it by signing up for a secret menu also at a thing or two hq.com. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.